Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Pretty Lies and Alibis. Join us as we seek the truth and travel the long road to justice. What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday, and that means it's time for a new episode of Pretty Lies and Alibis. I'm Gigi. What's good, Fruit Loop? The weather. Oh, it's so nice. I have my Jeep top off today. Yeah, it's nice. It's been nice. I think it's going to get a little bit colder again, but oh. it's it's been nice. It has been very, very spring-like for the last couple of days, and we are ready for warm weather. Oh, yeah. We haven't had a bad winter, though. Our, our winters are mild. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Ish. <laughs> Sunday was supposed to be like 80, but then they changed this back to 62. <sighs> I don't know how you can miss it that much. Yeah, I know. It's 18 degrees. He might right? have had struggles with yeah. math like we did. Could have. <laughs> Could have. I got my hair colored and cut today, so I feel born again. Yeah, it looks good. Thank you. I got highlights for the first time, so I'm very new at coloring my hair because I thought I earned those babies. Those gr- Every one of those gray hairs was like a moment in my life. You have initials on them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's initials. So I tried to venture out a little bit, got a nice little spring cut, so I'm good to go. Cool. So I've been on this um, kick... A girl that went to school with us, high school with us, is doing like this 40 mile a month goal that she hikes or walks 40 miles. And I said, whoa, that's kind of cool. So I've been doing that, but I'm doing like three, 15 miles a week. Yeah, because every time I call you between like 10 and 1, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to hear the treadmill in the background and yep. you're kind of sucking a little wind when you talk to me. Yeah, but it's like, it's pretty nice. It's, it's good though. Yeah, it's helping with my blood sugars and it's helping with my blood pressure. We've got to start hiking when it's springtime. Yeah, we we'll let take... the snake start crawling. Then oh, we'll go. yeah. yeah now that's I will jump off the side of a mountain if I see a snake. Just warning you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we did see a snake last time we went. Remember, we was by that big river. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, and that snake come out of that water. I'm going to dream about snakes tonight. There you go. I don't like snakes or spiders. Yeah, put your little crime thing on, and now you have uh, <laughs> snakes and crime. Yeah. Snakes know. on a plane. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh, before we get back into the Mommy Doomsday podcast, we are going to start researching a, a case that is a little bit older. It's uh, several, five, six years old now. It is a young man from Georgia, Kendrick Johnson, and I'm sure a lot of you may have heard of this case. He was uh, found rolled up in a gym mat in the school, and he was he had been seen at school 
um, on one day and then it never came home. His mom filed a missing person report and some girls were in the gym and saw his socks hanging out. And the first autopsy said it was positional asphyxiation, but there's no way. I don't see it. Yeah, he was supposedly rolled up in like a gym mat or something. Yeah, like a wrestling mat. You know, they're heavy, but... I somebody had tried to uh, roll it to where it was looser, to where the 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 and you know if you're gonna crawl through it would be bigger, and an average size guy couldn't have done it. Yeah, I know. Uh, at our school, when we when they rolled those up, it was like this hard, um, almost uh, cardboard type middle, and that's what mm. they rolled it around to keep it tight. Yeah. So I know nobody could fit in that. Well, I've seen his autopsy pictures and. I'm sorry, positional asphyxiation. I'm not a coroner, but there's no way that poor boy was not beaten. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was terrible. So we are going, and we put a link to that on our Twitter and Facebook, so check it out. Because yep. I think um, when Fruit Loop's out of town next week and I've got nothing to do, I'm, I'm going to hop on that one and maybe start researching a couple of more. Yeah, yeah. So we talked last night on the podcast about the court stuff yesterday. Night before last. Was it not before? It was last night, wasn't it? Well, it's Tuesday and they're not supposed to know that. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was night before last. Because okay. then they're going to say, wait, do we miss a podcast? We're pre-taping um, a couple of things because we're having to do several episodes um, in advance while Fruit Loop's out of town. So, yeah. You guys, okay. you guys know our little secret. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so anyways, whatever night it was, <laughs> several nights ago. Um, so four score, four score and seven <laughs> years ago, our forefathers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that was from the movie Kindergarten Cop, if y'all hadn't. Oh, Look, you, somebody you, reached out and said, I'm going to watch that movie now. So, Well, you talk about it a lot, so I'm going to have to watch it. That's right. That's right. While I'm gone, you can it. Watch also it also reminds me of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Not Kindergarten Cop. There you go. Well, he <laughs> says a little speech in there. So. Oh, does he? Yeah, the little kid does. See, if, I, if I'd seen it in the last 20 years, I would know. There you go. All right. All right. So, um, we gave you guys some theories of what the possibility was behind the closed doors of the of the breakout session, right? Mm-hmm. So we have just been kind of just running through our minds thinking, what could it be? What couldn't it be? And you guys are so mature and you're true crime people and you don't freak out majorly when we say things. So, one theory that we've talked about was... Here we go. Here we go. So, we did throw out... Did we throw out that it could be they could sever the cases? Yeah. I can't remember. I tweeted it. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we talked about it. I don't think. But if we did, here we go. So, it hit me last night. I'm driving home and I'm getting ready to turn in my driveway. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So, the charges this is what we looked at. So the judge meets with Wood and Means separate. Pryor's not in there. Mm -hmm. So we know Pryor represents uh, Chad Daybell. So at first he's not in there. So they're meeting separately. And it was a pretty good while they met. It was 45 minutes, I believe they said. Yeah, the total I think was 48. But the first part, I don't remember exactly how long it was until Wood came back and said Pryor needs to join in or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So, okay, so you have that. So that's something within the prosecution and Lori, obviously, because Means is there. So then if you look at what Wood said to Summer about what he say? He's, she asked, I don't know the context, but essentially Rob Wood let Summer know that the case against Lori was stronger than the one against Chad at the time that he talked to her, which I think was what, October? Yeah, it's been, it's been a little while. Yep. It's just a theory, guys. Just a theory. Don't freak out. Everybody's going to go away for a long time because there's so much stuff. <laughs> We're going to have three listeners. Yeah. Mom, yeah. my mom, your mom, Grammy. That's it. <laughs> um, but so, so you have that. Um, the judge comes back on and says, due to the information that was just shared with this court, and that's when he vacates the hearings. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know Wood has shared something to cause them to vacate the hearings. He said, like, in light of what's been presented to the court. Yeah. Which yeah. is big. Uh, yeah, yeah, real big. Okay, so what if, and this is if because nobody knows, only the ones that are involved, are they severing the cases because Lori's getting ready to get charges dropped on her, murder charges? And now you're going to have two, you're going to have, right now they have the same charges. Yes. So they're co-defendants and they have the joinder, which we know means wanted the joinder. Prior yes. did not. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that it there was a reason that when the judge said we're going to cancel the hearing on the 22nd, which was the... Uh, motion to dismiss. And the motion to change venue. Yep. So we're not saying Chad's going to get away with anything. No. And I think regardless, Chad's got more charges coming. But the theory is sort of, and this is just a theory. Yep. What if they can't tie him to the crime scene or where they think the kids were killed and they don't have any kind of digital evidence about the murders of the kids? Yep. But they do have the obvious and those charges are what he's facing now. So if that is the case, then they couldn't be co-defendants because then the facts change. And then you wouldn't want to have her being tried for murder and him being tried for something else because it, it can kind of imply guilt, which we believe there's guilt on both sides. Oh yeah. But so it would sever their case. Yeah. So I'm just saying if could be a possibility, if prior had not smiled as long as he did, and it was a solid eight seconds. Yeah. And means did not look happy. So it to to us that would, well to fruit loop, who thought of that and then she called me as soon as she got home she's like whoa i just yeah. kind of thought of something and you know it's it's far-fetched but so I, but i did think that it this kind of stuff happens all the time in yeah. cases and um i do think that having two children's bodies on your property probably implicates that you didn't warn the police it was going to happen yep um i'm just saying it, it's there's a reason prior was so pleased yeah. And maybe we'll find out soon. But I don't know that he would be smiling so big if they were just told, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna drop the charges and the murder charges 
and none of this is needed. I unless it was a nervous grin, but it didn't look nervous. Yeah, I don't. He was he was pleased with whatever he was told, and Means obviously was not. Right. Um. Yeah. So that got your wheels turning. Yeah, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So it, it just all connects together. Now we could be totally wrong, and oh, we've been wrong about so much stuff. Exactly. But that's what you do when you're doing a podcast about a case where you don't know where where it's at. <laughs> yeah. So we're just throwing that possibility out there. So it's so just one. Don't freak out. Chad's not getting off. No. Chad's going to jail for a long time. He's still got more charges coming down the pipe. So he's got more charges. Yeah. So yeah. Charges for everybody. So we're just giving you that. That just hit me. And, and we share our thoughts with you guys because you guys are awesome. So, yeah. Uh, and we know you won't freak out and send like uh, death threats. And No. But it's just yeah. one of four things that we could come up with that and we told you the three last night so this is kind of the fourth of what could happen if you want to look at it from a broad perspective yep solely our opinions for entertainment and it's not even like that i believe that's going to happen it's just possible yeah i don't think it's going to be that really but i don't know yeah who knows i've been wrong like twice in my life so So, we'll just make this a third twice really (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh, we're going to jump back into the Doomsday, Mommy Doomsday Dateline stuff, right? Yes. So where we left off, um, Charles and Lori were leaving Hawaii. They were moving back to Phoenix. Uh, April Raymond says that she stayed in touch with Lori, talked on the phone, worked with genealogy together. I think they traced April's genealogy. Um so it wasn't until February of 2019, April got a phone call from Lori, and Lori had just landed in Kauai and asked if she could stay with April and gives her the whole rundown of she's divorcing <laughs> Charles, Charles had an affair, all this stuff. I'm here to gather you. Yeah, yeah. I'm here to get you to go back. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, well, yeah, I've always said that it seems she had a fixation with Hawaii because she got married there to Joe. To was it Joe was in Hawaii, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. Joe, Charles, and Chad, and then with Chad, she um, with Charles, she moves to the island, and I think it's it's out there that it just wasn't working out financially for them over there. That's kind of what I have read in the past, and. It seems like maybe that's kind of when she went searching for something else to make her happy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It just seems like that's when everybody who hung out with her around that time, when she left Hawaii, she was okay. And then she comes back and then she's, yeah. Yeah. And this is the 58 days that she was gone that Charles had no clue where she was. You know, I'm really curious to see where Chad went. Yeah. When when he was gone for that little stretch too, but that's for another day. Yep. Um, so this is when it was her and Tylee. Uh, April said that she could tell that Lori had changed, that she had like bags filled with papers and notebooks. She had multiple phones. Uh, she just, she said that she seemed disorganized and a little manic. Mm-hmm. Um and she just started sharing what what had happened and april said she kind of it didn't make sense the affair and all that stuff didn't make sense 
Now, we know she was sending those dance videos. To Chad. To Chad. So, here we go again. And we've talked about it on, I don't know how many, it's been, I don't even know what episode it was. But we talked about how she would say things and it's almost like it was her. Like, it was, she was doing the things that she was accusing other people of doing. Yeah, it's gaslight. Or projection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, it, it was just, she just said she was totally different. She could tell uh, that she was just totally different. Yeah. Um, and Keith asked her, he said, you're very uh, familiar and with the LDS religion. And she, you know, she told him, yeah. And... She said it was almost like their own virgin, version of their new religion. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of preparing for the end um, and stuff like that. And I will say, one of our listeners pointed out last time, um, it, was, it was on a post, and they said, you know, for her to be preparing for the end of time, where was her stuff? <laughs> and I was like, dude... Yes. That's an excellent point. That's a really good point. If you're stockpiling all kind of items, waters, whatever, where where was it? It wasn't in the uh, storage locker, and it wasn't in our townhouse. No, it was like all that stuff was empty. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So like you don't need it in Hawaii, obviously. Uh, no. <laughs> so their beliefs were just on a different plane. Like they were. A different planet. Planet, plane. Everything. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So, okay, this was so funny. Keith Morrison, he makes me laugh. I love him. Like, he makes me laugh. So, he compared yeah. Chad's style to Leave It the Beaver. <laughs> the Beave. It was so funny. <laughs> so, we have a mixture of, uh, I forget his name off of uh, Caddyshack now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so beaver. we have the Murray beave. and the beave. <laughs> Murray and the beave. We know Lori is no June Cleaver. Uh, negative. I don't think June Cleaver would have danced for three hours and sent it to the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't think so. Um, so then we get into uh, some stuff where when Chad and Lori met, and this is Melanie Gibb, uh, that they had been married seven times in previous lives. Um. And Melanie made a statement, I didn't catch it last time, that Chad, she was attracted to Chad on a spiritual level. It started like on a spiritual level. That's the most dangerous level, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, like when they're having this conversation, she's still married to Charles. Right. Chad's still married to Tammy. Yeah. Uh, their their wedding anniversary was today. I think it was like 31 years. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Bless it. So... Chad, and we remember this uh, from the, uh, I don't, it was it, it was one of the interviews. I don't know if it was Nate or whatever, but Chad spoke in Mesa and that's when he stayed at Lori's house. Mm-hmm. And there were a good many people that stayed there. That was at, the picture of them eating cookies, right? Something, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. So Melanie Gibbs said it was weird because Chad wouldn't make these, some of these statements in front of everybody. He would pull certain people to the side mm-hmm. and tell them certain things about multiple lives and um, just stuff like that. He probably noticed who was buying into it by body language and their attention. Yeah. And, and you don't want to go tell that to somebody who is going to question you. So maybe he just got the ones he thought he he had convinced. Yeah. I mean, we've we've 
seen the dark light list, right? Not yeah. all of it, but some of it. Um, and you see the ones who are dark are the ones who didn't get along with yeah. either Lori or Chad. Poor Kelsey and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe then, Ryan. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Charles light though? Uh, I think Charles was light. I can't remember. Yeah, I'll have to look. But you have to look um, that up. I can't remember. Well, we know Lori who she didn't like based yeah. on and or who Chad didn't like based on the light dark list. Yeah. Um. So. Melanie Gibbs says that Chad was convinced Lori was very powerful and it was almost like this power couple um, coming together that they were going to start something big. Yeah. Um, Chad praised Lori's spiritual gifts and it's kind of like feeding a monster. I think probably initially he wasn't looking for his secondhand religious person. I think he was probably just trying to do what most men do is flirt and, and flatter her. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it created, um, we, what, what we see, I think fed into where she already was. Mm -hmm. This fed into, I mean, this lady is locked up in prison, never going to see the light of day again. And she's dancing in her cell and still reading his books. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, uh, <laughs> Nope. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, I feel like from everything we've seen at hearings that Pryor is doing his best and in a smart way, I mean, really to, to disassociate Chad with Lori any way he can. Yeah. And then you got the opposite on the other side where they're given marriage licenses yesterday and saying they're married, call her Daybell. And the judge is like, Ms. Ms. Vallow. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't do it. Yeah. But it just seems like they're going opposite ways, at least in the courtroom. Yeah. And that's what you have to do, even, I, I, even if you're co-conspirators. I mean, it seems like it's it's every man for himself. Yeah. But. See, so they talked about that Chad and Lori would be king and queen. And this is when they got into the gathering of the people that were coming into Rexburg, the 144,000. And the way they described it to Melanie Gibb and the way she described it, they would be like way up here, like on this hierarchy of whatever list or whatever. And mm -hmm. then everybody else would be way down here. They wouldn't live in tents because they don't like to camp. But they would be <laughs> way up here. You know what I mean? Well, so, I mean, that's the only part of this cult I can agree with. What? Camping in a tent? I, I ain't camping, camping in a tent. I love tent camping. Make me a disciple or something or I'm I'm out. It is classic. Come Put on. Put me now. into Holiday Inn. I'm not sleeping in the woods. I watched a video on YouTube the other <laughs> night of a lady sleeping in the, in the woods alone and she was terrified. She called her mom to come get her. That would be me. <laughs> I'd be shooting flares in the middle of the woods. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't go in the middle by myself. Would you do it for $100,000 overnight? Oh, yeah. Uh, see, no, not me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just make sure I got a shower in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, then we jump over to Kay and Larry. Um, they, can I just say before you start, the way they finish each other's sentences is so adorable. Yeah. They don't even speak really a whole sentence by themselves half the time. Yeah. They just flow. They do. They're so cool. Yes. I mean, they've handled this like as as yeah. as good as anybody possibly could. But you know, on the inside, it's very different. Yeah. So Kay and Larry said a full year before Lori met Chad that they saw something was wrong, 
and Kay brings this out, and I had not heard this. Yeah. That Kay and Charles's mom passed away, and Lori didn't even come with him. Wow. And I mean, here's your spouse who's going through a tough time. His mom passes away, and you don't travel with him, and you don't go with him. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine. I mean, when my husband's dad died, we packed the kids up and went to St. Louis. I mean, it's you because not only are you there for your spouse, you're there for your for. I mean, it's just what you do. Yeah, you yeah. go support your family. Yeah. That, you know, that's times where nothing really else is important. Oh, yeah. But people like Lori, you know, I, I, I've noticed a lot of times with a lot of people, narcissistic people are not typically empathetic. So in her mind, she might have thought, oh, well, you go, I'll just stay here. And to her, it ain't a big deal. But it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. So then we, we've talked about, uh, her always having a dance room with mirrors and all that. Well, she shared with, he, Charles shared with Kay that she was filming herself and sending it to Chad Day, and he said Chad Daybill. Like, she, Kay knew who who she was sending it to. Mm. Um, and Kay said, Charles, if she hasn't already had an affair, she's getting ready to have an affair. Yeah. Um, so then, that's around the time that Lori disappeared for two months, and they didn't know where she was, but she was in Hawaii with april mm-hmm. um Kay said that charles like text her every day sending pictures of jj and everything and Lori never responded yeah because remember guys jj did not go with her he stayed with charles yeah yeah and i think i feel bad for tylee yeah because she was so close to jj mm-hmm. and then now you yeah. have that separation. And I'd mm-hmm. never thought about that before either. Well, it's hard on JJ too, because as we know, sometimes kids with autism, they have certain people that that they are comfortable with. And it's, it, they were such a small group yeah. that with anybody splitting out for that long, I'm poor kid, he probably just wondered what was going on. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so during that time Lori is sharing her list of light and dark people with April and Keith Keith Morrison calls it uh, her manic Santa Claus she's manic with her Santa Claus hey guys it is Ryan I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can I like to work but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So uh, I, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Lori walks back in the door, and I believe... That's when Kay was with Charles when that happened. Because I remember her talking about that. Yeah, yeah, she was. And Charles cried. Aw. Um, and and Kay and Larry said, Charles truly loved Lori, and he loved her to death. And then they said, his death. Oh, wow. That's that's heavy. Yeah. So that finished up um, the third, third episode. Okay. Episode. Yeah, that was the third episode. Um, just some little nuggets that comes out um, mm-hmm. that you don't 
you didn't pick up on or either either wasn't mentioned yeah um so uh, they film hours upon hours of that for those shows and Mm -hmm. you can only fit so much in you know two hours yeah exactly um well i started on episode four and so this is around the time um obviously this is after charles's death where uh, Melanie Gibb was talking about Chad had told Lori she needed to move to Rexburg. And at first she really didn't want to. And she told him that she would pray about it. And eventually she said she felt like something was telling her to go in September. And the move was really fast. It wasn't a, a, you know, kind of spread out like most people, you know, you plan, you look at schools, you make sure your kids are going to have what they need in that town, that sort of thing. You start lining things up, but it was super fast. Okay, here's the other thing. Uh, do you have a job there? Well, she told people she did, but we know she didn't. Didn't that's, she tell the school a job in California? I, I think that's what she, she told the school where JJ was. She got a job in California. Maybe there's an email or something. I don't know. Yeah, and then she, but she, yeah, she had told people that she had a job there, wherever yeah. they were moving. She yeah. told Colby that, didn't she, that she had a job? See, See I'm getting remember. all confused, so I'm just not going to say what I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it was fast because, I mean, she didn't even, she just told him she was moving somewhere cold. Mm-hmm. But that's what I couldn't figure out. Yeah. Like, why not tell Colby? It, yeah, you would think, or, I mean. I mean, we've heard from his, what he said you know, on the Dateline thing. We just went over it yesterday, two days ago, um, that he was really close with his mom. Uh-huh. Um, but then you get into, oh, she, we're moving somewhere cold. Well, there's a lot of options mm-hmm. saying that. So. Yeah. And so Melanie Gibb also said that you could tell who Lori and Chad liked and who they didn't like based on the light dart rating. We, we literally just said that. Um, but Lori had told her that with her and Chad, their union would guide their followers to salvation. Ooh. Um, so. Dude, this is just crazy. Yeah. I, Yeah. Well, I know they started for for the gathering of people. It started out being uh, individuals and couples, but eventually it was just couples. Mm-hmm. I really have this theory that they were going to, with all the marriages, were they just going to start this little have the the followers have babies and then they're part of the cult? There, I don't know. It's because the marriage is always. Because so, at first I thought when everybody took off to Vegas, I said, well, are they marrying for spousal privilege? Because they kind of know people are aware that the kids are missing. Yep. Um, but then you find out in Idaho, it don't matter. Yeah. Um, spousal privilege has no place when it comes to crimes against children. Um, let's see, where am I? Um, when Melanie Gibb asked Lori about getting caught with Chad locally, you know, they said that, that um, Tammy Daybell didn't usually come over that way. And so I was thinking, did Chad and Melanie, or Chad and Melanie, oof, did Chad and Tammy not go out much? I mean, she, he wasn't with her when she went to church. She had her job. He had his side chick and all that. So I just found it odd, though, because my first thought would have been, well, what if somebody who knows Tammy or Chad see it seems like he was not worried about that at all yeah and you would think because she was in the school system mm -hmm. so yeah people would know her yeah and she was a very likable person Mm -hmm. um 
But yeah. Melanie did think it was odd when Lori said that Tylee was at BYU, but she also said Tylee was really independent, so it didn't surprise her that yeah. maybe she would have went to BYU, and, and that's a really easy way. I mean, I think somebody said in the very beginning, we'll just call BYU, <laughs> see if she's registered there. Yeah. Um, and obviously she never was. And so Melanie said that she did not think that Tylee liked Lori, she got the feeling that she just didn't want to be around her mom. And, and she said overall the relationship was strange and she knew Tylee did not like Chad. Yeah. So I do think just that is the reason Tylee is no longer here. Yep. Um, I don't think it was for insurance money or anything like that, but I, I, I just can almost picture it not even knowing Tylee, but just what we've heard about her. And then the fact that she's a teenager, she doesn't want to, pick up and move to, you know, to a, another city when, and it's cold and you don't know anybody. And she's 17, 16. Yeah. It's and a the, hard age. Yeah. And the thing is, April Raymond, who met them later on in Hawaii, who was friends with them then and kept kind of kept that relationship going. Here's your daughter who is 16 she knows who you are. Mm -hmm. She knew who you were before you met Chad. Right. Now she sees who you are because remember like Colby didn't, didn't know Chad. Right. Um, so you have Tylee who's witnessing all this stuff and she sees how her mom has changed. And well, yeah. And I'm sure too, it's, I mean, it only took away time from JJ. I mean, Tylee, you don't really have to babysit. It's nice to have a mom who's present. But so I'm sure she saw that it was just taking her away from them. And not only that, but you're moving to a strange place. And we know that Tylee, unfortunately, wasn't there very long. But how can you be there for your 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 son who has autism if you know, you're, you're running around and with these people yep. and you're walking on the track at BYU and all that stuff. Yeah. If you got to hide stuff, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, something you got to keep in the dark. Yep. It's not good. It will come to the light. Yep. So, um, Melanie Gibbs said in hindsight and thinking about everything that's happened, she thinks that maybe JJ would have just slowed them down on their mission. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of why she thinks he was killed. Well, if you look at it, Tylee took care of him. Yeah. Oh, it was so obvious. So. Mm -hmm. He seemed more natural in the few videos I've seen with Tylee than he did with Lori. Yeah. And so Colby was talking about before, uh, right after they moved, um, in 2018, he, him and Kelsey decided they kind of wanted to be a, a grounding source for Tylee, just to kind of guide her a little bit, uh, be there for her. And Colby knew the dynamic with Tylee and Lori, and I guess it was Rocky. So he would call her every week or two, but eventually it would just be, I love you, I'm crazy busy, I can't talk. And he kind of talked about how he got really frustrated, obviously, not knowing what was going on, but he finally got frustrated enough and he texted her and said, there's no excuse not to call me. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's just tough. I mean, Col cause it seems like Tylee and JJ really looked up to Colby. Yep. And, um, it's, it's hard for Colby because he's, he's got a family 
and he's married. And at this point, he doesn't even live in the same state. Yep. So, you know, you trust maybe a 16-year-old is just busy. Yeah. But. Yep. So on the attempt on Brandon, that was a few weeks before Melanie moved. I didn't know that. I thought she had already moved when the attempt on Brandon happened. Um, and we mentioned this several podcasts ago, but Brandon had just moved into a new house and very few people knew where he was living. Yep. So, so it kind of, we, we know it was Alex, but at that time he, he kind of put two and two together really quickly. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see cell phone pings for all this. You know, where was Alex? Where was Chad? Where was anybody associated with this circle yep. on the day, the day before and the day Brandon got shot at? Because we know, I mean, he took his phone everywhere else. Right. Ping, so. But I was thinking about this the other day. Brandon's so lucky. I mean, I'm sure there are times when that dude j just stops and says, whoa, like yeah. I'm so blessed to be here. And he's married now and he's got a beautiful new wife and beautiful babies. And oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. And we, we said yesterday that Lori got the payout from Joe's death. Yeah, it was like 75000 mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Charles, or, uh, Chad had told Alex that he was a protector in his past life. And Melanie Gibbs says he totally bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. And he, Chad had told Alex that his sole purpose on this earth was to protect Lori. And when Melanie Gibbs doubted the zombie theory, Alex tried to convince her 100% it was real. He said he 100% believed the zombie theory was real. It is so hard to believe, like, when I listen to Chad, I mean, I painfully read his book. Oh, man, yeah, that was so and, fun to watch. Oh, I just yeah. sat over in the couch for, like, 30 minutes and watched you as you read. It was kind of yeah. creepy, I'm sure, if you looked up, but it was hilarious. Yeah, it was like, Because your face would contort. Yeah, what are you saying? And I wasn't sure if you were having seizures or if the eye rolls were just in response to what you were reading. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird to know what you know and then go back and read it. Right. That's eerie. Yeah. So yeah. I just don't, I, I don't know. Oh, but speaking of Brandon, Melanie Gibb said that Chad had convinced Alex that Brandon was a zombie. So, um, we know they mentioned that Melanie Gibb says Tammy was suspicious of him and Lori and confronted Chad about it. So. Dude, her response to him shooting the raccoon, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. If Yeah, she could have found a couple of emojis to uh, accompany that, but sometimes yeah. words are enough. Sheesh. Um, I'm losing my place everywhere tonight. Um, so, oh, there was uh, Tammy's sister was on there. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Her name's Sam or something? Uh -huh, her name is Sam. Yep. Uh, and she talked about when she visited right before, right before Tammy died, she visited Sam and she didn't say anything about an affair. Yeah. I mean, if she's embarrassed, yeah. um, I think it makes women feel just not wanted and yeah. that's, that's a devastating thing to feel. So it could have been, she just wanted to go have fun with her family and not bring the stuff that's down her <laughs> she needed a break yeah. yeah i mean it's clear she knew what what was up yeah um but sam said their bond was great Ta that tammy and chad had a great bond so i mean people put on shows all the time yep 
She said the visit was really fun. Tammy was super happy. She seemed healthy, which is a big thing because how many, well, less than two weeks later, she's dead. Well, you have Chad saying on that call with uh, Melanie oh, Gibb yeah, how unhealthy she was. Her heart was failing. Her heart. How are you going to tell your heart's failing? Yet. Pretty he, sure. Yeah. Pretty sure pretty you sure. can't tell that. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing Sam said. Tammy was really health conscious. She was taking clogging classes. Zuma, Zumba. Zumba. Yeah, that was a big thing. Oh, yeah. I said Zuma. That's that alcohol that made me sick in high school. <laughs> no, that's Zima. Zima. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. We got a story one day for y'all about that one. Yeah. Um, and running. So Tammy was doing her thing. Seemed like a normal 40-something-year-old lady who was healthy. Um, Not according to Chad. Right. According to Chad, after she, she died, Sam was told by Chad that she had been sick and she had a coughing attack and she died. So that's kind of how, um, but she did say that Chad was devastated. He was crying on the phone and even the cops, if you remember, they said that he seemed like a grieving spouse, but people can put on acts all the time. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not shocked that he was able to whip up some tears. Yeah. Evil. He's and, evil. And um, they were talking to Melanie Gibb about, is it not suspicious to you? And I think when being in the cult, it because they have predicted this, you're seeing it as a confirmation that Chad has a gift to go beyond the veil and get things that are going to happen. So that's how Melanie Gibb looked at it as a confirmation that maybe Chad is legit. Yeah. And that's what she said on there. And I still think with her, you get the wondering part. Yeah. You still get the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so obviously two weeks after Tammy dies, they get married and he said it was so hard to see those, those pictures on the beach. And, and the one thing he said that bothered him the most is there's no family there. So to, to Colby, a wedding would be our family should be there. I don't, I don't know that they'd be there with him with him. But they were alone. Cornered out, stare down in the courtroom. Colby <laughs> don't want to be nowhere near him. Oh, man. He got the stank eye. Oh, yeah. That was a stanky eye. It was bad. It was bad. But props to all them. Oh, I'm tell I was cheering. Dude, I would have cleared that little bench. I was cheering. Yeah. You get him, Colby. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, I've, I've seen very few if looks could kill, but... He had fallen over. I bet you the beef was nervous over there. <laughs> the beef. <laughs> the beef. <laughs> what was his brother's name? Um, Wally. Wally can't save you now, beef. Yep. Um, so, and, and then Melanie Gibbs said that when Lori prayed to those on the other side of the veil, one in particular said, at the end of 2019, nobody's going to care about your wedding or anything. We're going to have a disaster. And Melanie Gibbs thinks that that's why they were so sloppy, is because in their mind, they thought, we were going to be at the end of the world and none of this would matter. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. When you have two <laughs> dead kids who people love and are missing and care about finding along with however many other million people that watch this follow this case <laughs> who, uh, were looking and calling in tips and whatever else. I wonder wrong, if Colonel <laughs> Sanders, <laughs> you are wrong. Oh my goodness. Um, I wonder if people write her in jail. Most high-profile inmates do get a lot of correspondence. 
Whether or not she reads them or not, I'm just curious if she gets mail. Yeah. Or Chad. You have these, I mean, I was watching that Night Stalker thing and he had tons of dirty pictures sent to him and he got married in jail. How how can you be a serial killer and get married in jail? Dude, Ted Bundy proposed to his wife when she was on the witness stand and he was cross-examining her. Oh my gosh. I, I read watch. that. I was like, what? Oh, I started the Bundy tape, so I'm going to have to get into it. But Oh, okay, guys, I got to tell you, there is a great, I'm sorry, my ADD is kicking in. Fear City, New York versus the Mafia is on Netflix. It's three parts, hour long, flew through it in one night. The cool thing about this is it really revolves around surveillance, and it's back in the 1980s when Rudy Giuliani was the, what was he, Attorney General of New York or something, and they, the FBI and, and New York was just in the grips of the mafia, and so they started this really advanced surveillance on them, and so you get to hear all the surveillance tapes, and then you get to see all the video but the cool thing is, is you find out, because I always thought, how, do you, how are you going to get a bug in John Gotti's house without For them real? knowing you're bugging? So one of the examples that they showed was they were able to manipulate one of the mob bosses' cable receiver from their van about a quarter of a mile down the road, and it went blinking. So he calls, because you got to think, back in the 80s, cable was new, and if it went out, nobody in the house was happy, especially a mob boss. He wants things when he wants them. So they send this guy in. He's dressed as a cable guy. He takes the top off of the receiver, puts a bug in there, a listening device, and the van the whole time. They're able to manipulate that TV to blink when he needs it to blink. And then as soon as he like says, hey, look, I think I got it. Picture's clear. They're bugged. He leaves. That's crazy. They give like three or four different examples. But anyways, it... I just think it's neat to see how they can do surveillance and the the very sneaky ways they can do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just a little suggestion for you guys. So um, I think that's kind of where we're going to stop this one. Yeah, we need a watch list. We need to put a watch list on yeah. our social media so we can say, watch this, watch I think this. we need to start a whole different podcast on the side and where we just talk about good movies Straight and shows up. and just chitter-chatter about nothing legal. Okay, so you know it's bad when, so I think it's Oxygen, where there's a lot of true crime shows on there. Mm -hmm. So the other night, my mom's like, oh, what you want to watch? And I was like, oh, no, let's go on this. So we go on there, and it's all true crime. And she's like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all true crime. There's a ton of true crime on there. Yeah, my daughter cracks me up, because if, if we fall asleep with the TV on, and, and she gets up and peeks her head in, she says, it's the most random things on your tv it's a killer clown it's you know blood spatter on the wall there's danger music and you're just snoozing right through it <laughs> yeah so i had a cool idea because our road tripping like we had some people were excited about that like traveling around all these things i'm telling you i'm ready to go i dude would we get a camper wrap it with our pretty lies <gasps> alibis logo dude. That would be so fun. Yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, when you come here, I'll take you to lunch." Oh, yeah. heck yeah! Yeah, we'll do. Hey, my summer is wide open. Um, do you think we should do what? You know, it would be fun just to go to all the towns of the cases we're covering. We could do like cool. a three week, just take everybody, like the kids, and oh my gosh, can we take the cat? 
Uh, no. He sat in the window the whole time you drove him back from the beach. Technically, he laid on me. Okay, but... But he did lay in the window some. Yeah. We yeah. really need to think about doing, like, just a vacation, and we will hit... Because I really want to go to Yellowstone. Yeah. But can we fly? That'd be cool. See, I've driven, like, 36 hours. I mean, can you handle me and... Across... Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. United States. 36? Uh, Yeah, it was like 36. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Because um, I was up above Virginia and drove to Arizona. No, that's why God made airplanes. But it was fun, though. I might do a road trip. All right, I'm, I'm yeah. down. But can you handle me for that length of time in a car with my iTunes playlist? Because you know, not only do I sing, I do interpretive dance at times, too. We can put you in the back... We'll put you in the back. No, nah, that's reserved for the kids. Yeah. Um, but that's what I thought. It'd be Let's, really cool. Why don't we start like trying to make a a route? And we could have a little podcast area in oh there. Oh my gosh, that would yeah. be so fun. Oh yeah. Could we get we'd need to get a drivable one, right? Uh I mean you can, yeah. Oh. I mean, because you wouldn't want to pull one that far. So yeah. Um Yeah, you'd need a yeah, fizzbill and all that. That'd be cool. But and the kids could like sleep, take a nap when they're tired. Yeah. I'm down. Okay, we got our summer planned. Yeah, we just have to plan it around my directing the hiding place, Corey Ten Boom story. Well, so I'm doing that uh, drama. Over oh, yeah, Pickens. but my, yeah. my oldest is doing the makeup for the actors. That's right, and she did. I sent her her images. Okay, her oldest daughter is amazing at makeup, bruises, cuts, burns, whatever. She's amazing. Yeah, she's really good. Yep. So she's doing the stuff for the story. So yeah. So yeah. okay, for we're on this. Yeah. You guys give us some suggestions of really cool places in America to go see. I I definitely want to go to Yellowstone. That's like top notch. Yeah, I've been to Grand Canyon. Amazing. Yeah, I have not been there. Um, I've been to Rocky Mountain National Park. Great, beautiful, but um. Yeah, we got to roll through Colorado. Yeah. It's so, so then, pretty. yeah, then we can just give shout outs to people. We're coming your way. Yeah. And like meet up with people. That would be so that cool. That would be super cool. And you really don't have to buy us lunch, but like we would love to meet some of you guys. That would yeah. just be fun. And I want to get big That'd road trip. We'll go see our fans in the UK. Yeah, man. We've got a bunch of people from England that listen. Yeah. I was over there in Port Isaac. I got to do a little diddy on Doc Martin. Oh, yeah. It's a show That's over the there. the back of your head right there. Yeah. Uh, on my Facebook profile, it's me. Uh, in Port Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter and I got to be on that show a little bit. It was fun. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we're, All right, so, we're going to go. <laughs> so back to uh, not really anything coming up. All the court dates are like gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing coming up, but we're going to do, uh, we'll do another podcast and finish out the doomsday, mommy doomsday stuff. Yeah. And we are pre-recording a few just because she's going to be gone for three episode days and we just don't want to not do one. So if, if something breaks by Friday, um, we'll, we'll definitely, yeah. you know, pick but if we miss, but like I misspoke earlier and said yesterday, so. Well, whatever. I just figure I would let them in on our little secret yeah. because. We're trying know. to make sure you guys have something to listen to because we're obviously people listen, going to work, coming yeah. from work, cutting grass, like <laughs> all kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're, we, we try to give you something to listen to. And the thing is, let's say something happens tomorrow morning and we're like, Hey guys, it's Wednesday evening and we don't talk about it. <laughs> you guys gonna be like, huh? What? What you didn't talk about this. Yeah. So we'll, we would do a little sweet tea session if anything big comes up. So I think that's about it. Yeah. Did you beep beep? I did beep beep. Yep. 
So, all right, guys. Well, y'all have a good evening, and we will catch you tomorrow.